Welcome, Wildcats, to the Weber State Weekly Football Game Day Show. We're a member of the Big Sky Podcast Network, and I am your host, Colby Peterson. Joining me this uh, this bright Saturday morning, Sean Lewis. Man, Sean, how you been, man? I'm doing great. Back in the home studio, I am all ready to see Utah Tech's supposed vaunted spread and shred offense today. Anytime you have to name your offense, you know it's not that great. <laughs> that we'll find out because uh we're gonna talk about it it's high flying but uh in addition to that we have uh dustin chappy chapman joining us this morning to talk a little football chappy how are you man hey i'm just excited that we have a dixie state team utah tech team excuse me that yeah one sorry you racist jerk where's the bleep right where, where's the where's <laughs> we're the, the swear jar yeah. together chappy's by <laughs> chappy's by the uh the nachos or the the potato fries at the game for me tonight <laughs> on, on how many times he screws that up I'm frankly excited that we get to play one of their teams in Ogden. Congratulations to no Weber kidding. State for, for, for working that deal from an upcoming team and, and somehow managing to let them go two and three years without actually coming to Ogden. So, hey, we're here. Sorry, I'm starting off snarky. We're here. <laughs> Same thing happened in basketball, too. Yeah, hoops, too. Yeah, it's like, dude. That's, get that's what I'm saying. Up here. <laughs> Uh, so we're going to do a quick recap of Utah state. Uh, we talked about it on Monday night, but, uh, Sean was not with us. So I wanted to give him a chance to weigh in on that. Plus Chappie, you've had a little bit more time to marinate on it. Now it's been a week. So we'll go through that really quickly. Then we'll get to the business at hand, uh, today's game against Utah tech. Uh, and so we'll talk through that. I mean, like you guys said, high flying offense in, in terms of the passing game, uh, according to Brett Hines article earlier, I think it was yesterday. He put out his preview. Should go read that by the way. It uh, they got the the number one uh, passing offense in the in the country at all four levels of uh, college football. So uh, unofficially because they're not eligible for stats, right. but yeah, yeah, they're they're averaging over four hundred yards of offense a game. It's it's yeah. insane. So we'll take a look at that and uh, talk about the matchup a little bit, what we like, maybe what we're nervous about, and then we'll take a fly around the sky and uh, just see how the other uh, how the other teams are stacking up against their opponents this week. Uh, before we get into that. I want to encourage everyone to subscribe to the show, whether that's Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, all good places to find Weber State Weekly. Uh, then uh, social media, Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. I'll be on Twitter watching the game. Uh, you should go to the game if you're in Ogden or nearby. But uh, if you're like me and you're out of market, we'll be watching the game on ESPN Plus and doing our best to tweet out that. And then, of course, there's Patreon. You go to patreon.com slash Weber State Weekly. Support us. Uh, help us keep the lights on here at Weber State Weekly. We want to thank all of our patrons thus far. Super grateful to all of you for helping us. And uh, we hope to grow to continue to build this Wildcat following. So, guys, let's talk a little bit about Utah State. Um, I'm going to keep this real simple uh, with three basic questions. What did you like? What didn't you like? And who is the MVP? So let's start off with the first. What did you like about that Utah State game? Sean, I want to go with you first because you didn't get a chance on Monday night. I, I wrote this in the grades package. I, I think that got posted to the blog. Um, but my favorite thing about uh, Colby's grading, because that may probably didn't get posted. Uh, yeah, my, uh, my, my favorite thing about uh, last Saturday's game, there was a third quarter drive. I believe it was 18 plays. Um, Weber minutes, did right? six, nine, nine or 12 minutes of, uh, of game time. Um, six straight third down conversions. Now we could argue that they shouldn't have been in third down to, to begin with, but, it, but just the fact that nobody converts six straight third downs in one drive. Right. Yeah. And, and there were only 
two or three plays of those 18 that went for loss, maybe one or two incompletions. That drive, they made the offense had plus yardage on almost every play. That drive, that singular drive was a thing of beauty. Now, there were there was lots to like about Saturday night in Logan. But but that one was just from a football guy who likes to watch the process and, and the game within the game. That was a thing of beauty and maybe the best drive that, that Weber State has put together in the Jay Hill era. Uh, yeah, I think I can't remember if it was Scotty G or if it was Hans Olsen on Twitter during that game. He he, he called it big boy football, right? Because that's what it was. Yeah, yeah. It was Scotty yeah. G that said that. Yeah, where it was just like, they're doing it. They're doing the thing. So impressive. Well, and that's that's coming from the broadcaster. He's doing the game as Utah State employee, right? He, he's their broadcaster radio guy. He's he's the one doing the play by play on on the Mountain West Network. He's saying that this is big boy football. We stunned people in Logan for for showing up to that. The, I have some Aggie fans, and and you could talk about how that maybe a conversation we need to have is we 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 selfishly take credit for destroying Southern Utah football, right? Like like we broke them. We broke yeah, them yeah, in twenty seventeen, right? In twenty seventeen, right? We broke them. Fun we may have just broken Utah State football. Right. Also fine with that. <laughs> that, that. Their coach is is not in a good place right now. The yeah. comments that he made after the game, fans are not happy. Donors are not happy. I've got one of my best friends is a huge Utah State guy, and he is livid right now about about Coach Anderson and his comments after the game and, and the play calling. And, 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 you know, and they, to be fair, FBS team, they feel like they should never lose to, lose to an FCS. That is completely fair. Utah State should always have the expectation never to lose to Weber State. Get that in football, right? We destroyed them. Yeah, destroyed close, them. Right? And it was never close from the opening kickoff. Yeah, the only mistake that they made was, you know, the special teams error. And, you know, to be fair, uh, I'm trying to remember the guy's name, but uh, Vaughn, like that kid was fast. Like, oh, he's speed. And he was gone, right? And so, yeah, yeah, he, he had one spin and and green grass in front of him. Uh, so, so, so yeah. But the, what I liked was was the drive. Let's keep it short. Chappie, what about you, man? What'd you like in this one? And we'll move on to what you didn't like. First of all, Utah State fans can be as salty as they want. It's not like they've passed up on a great head coach twice so <laughs> oh we'll fine just put me. that out there too they, they can be as pissy as they want it's their own freaking fault <laughs> so anyway what i liked so sean is right that was a great moment in the game to me the key moment of the game was that on offense on defense what i liked was that drive right before halftime when utah state was going down uh they had first and goal from the four they did not score. We intercepted it. And, 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 but the, the game inside the game, as Sean was saying of that, of that drive was that the guys on the field were chirping. Like Weber, Weber was basically out willing Utah state and saying, you got first and goal from the four, you're not going to score and we're not going to let you in and we're going to talk to you about it. <laughs> and well, that, and that was did. a backbreaker, right? That, that exactly. That, what it was. It, they scored there. That that's a different ball game in the second half. Cause well, especially bit. going into the half, right? Yeah, especially, yeah, yeah, especially, yeah. especially because Weber, I mean, you could talk about some lost chances in the first half that they, they could have, it could have been 21 mm-hmm. to, to three at that, like the, you know, Weber could have been up big, reception. right. But then even, you know, even had they scored there, we go into halftime with just a different game. And so that, to me, that moment there was the backbreaker was what I liked. It was the defining moment of the game, in my opinion. 
Yeah. And I mean, shout out to Maxwell Anderson because he makes that happen, right? Like a one-handed grab at the goal line to intercept the ball and just let all the air out of the stadium. And we talked well, about that it on Monday. Was, I can't remember, can't remember who it was that tipped it, but like the whole goal yeah, that, process that, that, that was ball great. was tipped, right? Yeah, that, was. That, that was going to the lead receiver and, and Maxwell was behind um, to, to do that. Yeah. Great play. But Sean, let's flip, let's flip the script now and talk about what you were nervous about, what you didn't necessarily like about how things went in Utah, uh, up in Logan uh, against Utah state last weekend. I don't think there's anything to nitpick here. Um, I, I think that was a dominating performance. Um, I, I think Jay Hill still has some special teams. I mean, if I'm going to nitpick, it's going to be the kick return uh, defense held him to no, no offensive production, no offensive touchdowns. Uh, I, no, no picks, you know, it's just all around solid day. So I, I, there's not much that I didn't like anytime you can beat an FBS team in their house, you know, why, why pick it nits at that point. But I, I'm going to say we need to shore up special teams. I think special teams still, still has some work to go. I think they're much improved from what we saw against uh, Western Oregon. Yeah, that's true. Chappie, what about you? Uh, again, nitpicky, but um and, and it might just be that we are overly sensitive about it. I am overly sensitive about it. There were some missed opportunities, red zone opportunities on offense. I, I know I tend to be overly probably critical of that just because of what we saw last year. Um, that's it. Offense is coming together. It, it should be a good night tonight. <laughs> yeah. In close games, right. That those off those red zone opportunities matter a lot. And so like we talked about, like giving, being given short fields or, you know, like that Jalen rock interception brings it back to the nine and the Wildcats yes. end up kicking a field goal, can't get nine yards. Like that's and that happened. by the bottom. And, and that happened. Let, let's be fair. Oregon. Let's be fair. They were five for five in the red zone. We we yeah. took points away every time we were in the red zone. What Chappie is saying is we we settled for field goals when we had easy opportunities for touchdowns. Totally. totally right. And and Kobe's points exactly like we're playing a close game against Montana. Those field goals hurt. You know, so we got to we got to figure out how to how to finish and be lethal against not not to say that Utah State is is a team, but we did dominate that game. But we got to figure out how to be lethal in that area. Yeah. So uh, man of the match, your MVP on Saturday, Sean, who was it? Um, can I can I give it to the entire team? Sure. <laughs> you know, right. Like like I I. I want to choose somebody. It, you could easily choose Bronson Barron. Had two hundred two yards passing, um, no picks. Um, you could you could easily give it to Josh Davis, ninety seven yards rushing, um, and and he and Dante Bingston uh, gave. Yeah, Paul Damon Bingston. Um, they they balanced the, the running backs. They they were great. Um, I don't know that there was one standout performance to me. Uh, maybe the pick six from from Anderson. Um, no, that's, that's Desmond Williams or Maxwell Desmond Williams Desmond Williams. So I, it's like I didn't even watch the game all good he was there <laughs> no I wasn't there I was, oh, wa- I was watching right. at home you watched the but, home uh, still he watched it promise I, I did watch it but yeah the pick six you know but it's just such a great team performance um, after that drive in the third quarter I'm like we're not going to lose this and I think I, I tweeted out or maybe it was in the chat I said we need two more scores and we got those two scores immediately and it, it was done yeah Jeffy, what about you? MVP for this one? Uh, Josh Davis was is, is, he, he was amazing. And, and not only was he fast, quick, and just running with purpose, uh, he, was, he, was, he was putting his shoulder and his head into, into tacklers. Like he, 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 was, he was running with reckless abandon, which is the Josh Davis that we have all 
come to know and love as a player and, uh, and unfortunately been a little hampered by injuries past couple of years. He's, he's, he's back. He he's is back. He is 100% back and he showed in that game and he was, he's my MVP. Yeah. I mean, the thing that impressed me was, uh, we talked a lot about Josh Davis's ability on the edge, right? How he's just, he, when he gets out in open space on the edge, like he is just so tough. You know, he's Barry Sanders-esque where he's just making tacklers miss. But that run... That's quite the, the uh, reference there. I'm just saying, like... That's high praise. I I, I love slippery. Barry Sanders. Yeah, 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 he's slippery, yeah. Um, But that run up the middle for the touchdown, mm-hmm. that was like, oh, okay, we're doing this. Like, that was just such a like a power football move by Coach Mendel yes. to say, we're calling this, and we're going to send Josh Davis through the tackles. And, you know, he ends up with a touchdown. And it was just like, oh, okay, like sweet we can do that too against an fbs opponent right like so i think that speaks to the the jump from the offensive line from week one to week two to be able to execute on a play like that against an fbs opponent um but also that josh davis is back like you said jeffy well and and credit to coach mental uh, we talked a little bit about on monday but the thing that i really loved about watching josh davis and, and coach mental's offense josh davis is great out in open space that is where he is the best. Um, they, they specifically called plays that were cutback plays where, you know, it's, it's almost like a draw trap, but it was a cutback where they're going against the grain and creating open space on the cutback for Josh Davis to do what he does best. Instead of just simply running through the tackles, he's, he's, he's taken three steps, taken a cutback across the line. And all of a sudden he's in open space to do what he does best. It's, it's good play calling is what it is, which is great yeah, to right. see. You know, one of the things I really like about a running back room, and I'm just going to put this on here, Colby, sorry, um, is is we talked about Josh Davis's running style, but Bankston's running style is almost completely different. So as a defense, you can't prepare for just one type of runner. And w- when they're mixing this and balancing it, it it's a change. And I, and I think that's giving the defenses some fits. Yeah, and I think we saw some growth from Bankston from week one to week two because, uh, you know, Last week I talked about his acceleration is just insane. Like the kid is just so fast when he gets an opportunity, even if it's a small space, he's able to accelerate so quickly. But I think also this game against Utah state, I think we saw some growth in him as a ball carrier um, where like he had to make some things happen and and move around guys. And so I I like what I'm seeing from him. I think that this is going to be a really big year for him in terms of growth. And so he could easily become, you know, an RB1 or RB2 next season, like a primary ball carrier, if he continues to get the opportunities that he's getting so far. All right. All, so, all accurate. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think, I think it's gonna, he's going to be really good. Like, I like what, we, what we're seeing here. So let's talk a little bit about today's game, guys. Utah Tech finally coming to Ogden uh, to face the Wildcats. Um, like we've talked about a little bit, a D2 team who is making the transition up. So, uh, like we said, their stats are kind of weird. They don't they don't count, quote unquote, because of that transition right now. But they have been playing a really tough schedule as uh, as a D one team trying to really make that transition. And so, uh, first point that I wanted to talk about was um, if you had an opportunity, like I said at the top, to read Brett Hines' article, his preview of the game today. Go do it. It's really good. It's pretty thorough. He talks a lot about you know the stats around what Utah Tech is doing currently. And the Trailblazers come to Ogden averaging 452 pass yards a game. That, like said, Sean, unofficially leads the NCAA. That's FBS, FCS, D1, or D2, and D3. So how do you think they fare, though, against, like we've said, an elite secondary? Because now Mark Collins is back this week, folks. So we've got Mark Collins and Eddie Heckard uh, on the edges. Uh, Man, 
plus Desmond Williams and now Maxwell Anderson in the center of the field. How does it go? To me, I think that's what's going to be the fun of the game is we've we've you know, we said last week that our defense was was elite. Our secondary was elite. So it's going to be a good test. They they definitely know how to pass the ball. We're going to see just how good our, our secondary is today. It's going to be fun. I the one thing that does worry me there, their their number two receiver uh, is he is six, eight. Like that's just, that's that's, that's, that's a length. Right? That's that's a lengthy boy for 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 an, F, for an F, FCS team. So um, I, I'm very interested to see the spread and shred today. Um, let me give you some, some facts here. They opened against Sacramento State. They threw 506 yards passing. That was after they threw three interceptions of the first quarter and changed their quarterback. <laughs> One of those yeah. interceptions was a 98-yard pick six. So so they go through all of fall camp with one guy as QB1. He throws three picks in the first quarter, and all of a sudden they're on QB2, who has started the last the last game, and I expect him to start. Uh, his name is... Uh, um, uh, Tracy. Uh, where do I have it? Kobe Tracy, yeah. Right. Um, so I expect to see him sling it around. Their whole thing is throw the ball. Throw the ball, throw the ball, throw the ball. Yep. Um, and so... And they're scoring is is a little bit off because those 33 points one of those was a defensive play um they they hung 56 on shadron but that's a again an fcs versus a d2 um and shadron's not very good right so i i don't put i don't put their scoring in their their stat their stats are kind of inflated based on who they played i guess is what i'm trying to get at um but their whole goal is to go is to throw the ball around but against sacramento they were only three of 15 on third down so if if they're not completing their passes, um, they're not very good. The offense and and I don't think they've played a secondary like Weber State yet. Exactly. So so and the fact that that Sacramento got three picks, I if I'm a DB if I'm in the DB room in in, uh, in Ogden t- this morning, you got to be licking your chops, right? Absolutely. Right, because <laughs> well, man, and we heard we heard we we heard Des Williams say it on Monday, like they. Like we want teams to throw against us, <laughs> you know, like we, sure they, we, we knew they knew going into Utah state that they like to fling it around the yard and, and the secondary, like that's what they want them to do. And so they're going to get what they had last week on steroids tonight, <laughs> as far as, as far as passing. Yeah, totally fair. I mean, like you guys said, this is the thing that they do. Um, they don't seem to run the ball super well, um, which is good because the run defense for the Wildcats is pretty pretty stout i would say it's not it's not like absolutely locked down you know they did give up like 126 yards to utah state but then at the same time it's like yeah but that was all utah state had going for them you know what i mean That's like all, all utah state yeah exactly mm-hmm. so 126 yards but they didn't give up any big plays why are you mad about it? they'll be like i'm mad about nothing you're absolutely right so we're expecting the trailblazers throw the ball around the yard um the secondary knows that uh, what I'll say is that these are the kind of games that Jay Hill likes. Jay Hill likes these matchups, right? Like I think about Eastern matchups Eastern. where Eastern <laughs> always throws the ball well, right? Like we know that we talked about that. That is in the big sky or maybe even in the FCS, that is QB university, right? Like they just have coaching up their, their QBs and uh, Jay Hill always has a knack for seeming to tamp those numbers down. Now still they've been able to, you know, the players are just so good, like Eric Barrier of recent memory was still so good that he had some success. But man, like Jay Hill is just able to 
bring those numbers down and keep them, you know, sort of in check. And I expect to see the same thing against Utah Tech, right? Where it's like Jay Hill knows how to scheme for these kinds of offenses. And he's really good at keeping them down and keeping them out of what they like to do. No, you're you're completely right, Colby, and and uh, we'll move on to to the next point here in a second. But um, I don't think their run game is as strong as the stats would suggest. And and I, I Weber's defense, um, I would not be shocked if our if our no touchdown streak uh, continues on the defense this week. Um, I, I think that's I think that's the point of pride, and, and I think that the Wildcat defense can go in, and I don't know that we'll shut them out this week, but but I'm not sure that they can score a touchdown against us. I'm all for the hot Sean, takes I'm, today, Jaffe. Sean is an optimistic man today. That is phenomenal. <laughs> I like it. Well, man. let's talk about their running room. Kobe, yeah. lead off the running room. Yeah. So let's so let's talk a little bit about that, right? Because of course. The pass game, it's a big piece of what they do. But like Brett Hine mentioned in his piece, they've got a sophomore running back in Quali Conley who is averaging 93 yards a game. Now, of course, like you said, Sean, that's against a D2 opponent as well. So that's going to that's gonna say something. Wildcats gave his, 126 yards against Utah State. So, uh, But we've already talked about those things. Are you nervous about Quali Conley or do you think the D-line can handle it? It's fine. No, no. His two games, he had 53 yards against Sacramento and 139 yards and three TDs against Shadron, right? Okay. Do we really think that the the Weber defensive line is going to do worse than Sacramento did? I don't. I mean, by the way, that he netted 48 yards against, against the Hornets, right? Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, that's... So, so... <laughs> not that great. Not that great. No, no, they're they're not great. Um, to me, and, and to the to that point, their focus is passing. Yeah, they're they're using the run now. Where I am a little bit worried about, and I will I will give them this is um, Tracy was their second leading rusher. He had thirty one yards against Sacramento. Um, so it seems like he's a little bit squirrely and can scramble a little bit. Where where our defensive line has not been great at at containing the quarterbacks. Um, I, I think, I mean, we've had a lot of tackles for loss, we've had a lot of hurries, but we haven't, we, we haven't had the sack totals that, that we, we talked about that. I, I would think that the quarterback being a little bit mobile could give us some fits more like Western Oregon, but again, they didn't score an offensive touchdown. So, yeah. So long as the defense holds bends, but not breaks, you can exactly absorb some of those quarterback runs. And, um, you know, I think about, like there's been a lot of talk in the last couple of weeks about the triple option. And what I like to tell people is that Jay Hill loves triple option because he knows exactly how to shut it down. So I yeah. think that there's Chappie always- was about to make a point. Interrupted him. <laughs> I think there's always an opportunity. If the, if the quarterback is running a lot, the defense knows how to adjust for those kinds of things. So Chappie, what were you about to say? No, it's Kennesaw. Kennesaw playoffs a couple years ago. I mean, Jay Hill made the halftime adjustment, put the right guy to spy on that quarterback, and the game was completely flipped in the second half. So, yeah. Um, to me, yeah, you, Sean's right. I mean, they're these guys are all uh, – you're, you're seeing the transition from D2 to D1. Um, you know, Jackson from Snow Canyon is not – a division one running back. And we now know that because <laughs> everybody that's playing at Dixie state, you know, 
all the top guys are all sophomores, which means they were all recruited to come there last year. <laughs> so yep. uh, they're, they're all young and they are all uh, just, you know, a new a part of a new transition of being what it takes to be a division one school. So yeah, uh, let's, let's yeah. put this in terms, you know, and, and we don't want to talk about the FBS here, but, but this is Utah joining the PAC 12, right? They, they were good. They're not, oh, yeah. they were not great in the PAC 12 immediately. It took them 10 years plus to, to get to the Rose bowl and win the conference in football. So, yeah. So I have no doubt, no doubt that the Utah tech is building something. And and the fact that they can put up 506 yards against Sacramento state and passing, I, I think, I think the, the offensive concepts are good. But my, my, my point today is just that they have not played the top tier Sacramento is, isn't, they want to more say that they're back to back, more hot, more hot takes from champions, <laughs> but but they're not the best defense in the in the Big Sky, right? <laughs> yeah, their secondary has problems. They had a lot of turnover in that secondary, a lot of senior leadership gone now this season, and I think it's their biggest weakness. When I was doing some prep for the season, looking through some of the teams, that was the thing that glared to me the most with Sac State is that they struggle against teams that throw the ball well. And uh, it's just a matchup issue with Utah Tech. Yes, they still won the game, but Utah Tech's numbers are going to be inflated because now they've played a, a team, a big sky team and a defense that is particularly bad at the thing that they do particularly well. Plus, they played a D2 team. Yeah, that today the, is really going to, I think, bring down to earth and say, OK, this is what you really are. Well, and, and yeah. if, if Weber controls the game, it doesn't turn into a track meet like that's we don't want this to be a a 56 to 33 game. Well, we, it, it may, and maybe it, maybe it becomes that in the second half because, you know, because the game's kind of out of hand at that point. Um, but if Weber wins this game, it's, it's, it's by controlling it and keeping the ball for a nine minute drive, you know, and doing stuff like that and just making it more methodical rather than a track meet. You guys like my hot takes about Sacramento. Remember, the only true wisdom oh, no, is you, know, you should never lose to the green teams. I think it was Socrates that said that. <laughs> it was so- Socrates. <laughs> Socrates shot. It, you're right. Like uh, Sac is overrated. I'll be the first to tell you. But apparently the, the media and the big sky doesn't know that. Look, you're reading stats, right? You see somebody gives up 506 yards passing. You're thinking, oh, these guys are throwing all over the place, which they are. But when you you just take well, the number and and make an assumption on that, but you look at look deeper at yes. and, well, and look it, it, look at the, what's the going on. You, not, the reason you have to do that, I mean, I, I'm you know, sp- the, the term spread and shed is, a, is spread and shred is a gimmick like that. Yeah, that, the, the, the whole the, the option going back to the point you made originally, the option and the spread both come about as as gimmicks to help smaller teams to help teams that don't you know be able to compete, to compete. A, a number yeah. game. Yes, like that is the option. Literally was born out of out of that out of uh, you know, hey, let's 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 compete with, with, with numbers and with scheme rather than size and talent. Right. And that's the spread came, was born out of that same exact thing. So guys, let's, uh, let's flip the script a little bit and talk a little bit about tech's defense. Um, so like you said, I, I didn't look a lot at the, at the, just the, I don't know how to say it. Chadron, Chadron state, uh, game because they knew sort of, you know, it's a little bit weird. We had the same problem, you know, when we played Western Oregon a couple of weeks ago, or it was like, what do we make of this? Now, having played an FBS opponent, we have a better sense of where the Wildcats are. 
So I took a lot of comps from that Sac State game between the Trailblazers and the Hornets. And against the Hornets, Tech gave up 378 yards on the ground. That was an average of nine yards a carry. Uh, with this stacked running room, chops. Yeah, the stacked running back room like we've talked about, guys. Like, man, like, are we going to... All right, all right, all right. Yeah, like, <laughs> I look at that and go, Okay, like the guys that we've talked about, Josh Davis, Damon Bankston, we're gonna see some Chris Jackson. Hopefully, we see some D Max, some Dante McMillan. Like, okay, I like this. To me, so we talked about. To me, we talked about. It's not turning into a track meet. It's it's that. Like, Weber State should. Our, we should be running the ball. Jo, you know, Josh Davis should have about 100 yards. Bankston should have about 100 yards. We should have a lot of attempts. Bronson Barron doesn't need to air it out and pass for 350 yards tonight. He, he doesn't even need to pass for 200 yards tonight to win that game. I think we just turn it into a, a, a grinded out methodical offense and which the fans will absolutely love. And, and we, <laughs> we, we walk away happy. Here's, here's if I, if I'm coach mental, this is, this is my pregame speech to uh, the Utah tech coaches walks over to him, says, these are the four plays I'm going to run. Stop us. <laughs> and then walks the other hands of the play sheets and then walks to the other sideline. That's what, that's what, that's what I'm doing. I, I think you're going to see a very vanilla offense. I think you're going to, you're, you're going to see a lot of running and, and, it, and it's going to be the old run, run pass. See where we're at. Right. Um, I, I really think that's what it's going to be with the difference being that, that I think our running back room is going to run all over these guys. And, and I, I would not be shocked to see us with 250 yards rushing as a, as a unit uh, today against, against Utah tech. The one thing that does scare me is uh, um, their uh, uh, Grayson Tyrell, their strong safety um, has a couple of picks. Um, they had two pick sixes. Um, against Shadron last week, um, so their their secondary is is ball hawks, which I uh, which I think if you're if you're scouting, again the game plan needs to be focused on the run and dominate the line of scrimmage. Um, but we need to be careful, and Bronson does need to take care of the ball because these guys will jump routes and 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 be aggressive in in trying to steal the ball. What I'll say is I think that uh, the situation that this puts the Trailblazers defense in favors Bronson Barron. And here's why, because they're going to have to commit so many of the backers to shoring up the line of scrimmage to try and stop that aggressive run offense that it's going to create man coverage outside because, you know, the secondary is going to be left to just kind of like deal with it. And uh, I think as time goes on, the commitment to stopping the run is going to open up opportunities for Baron in the past. Like you said, we're going to talk about, um, like you said, Sean Tyrell Grayson here in just a second, but, but I think that opens things up for Baron in a really interesting way so that like, like they're, they may not necessarily give up a lot of deep balls because they have some guys who can, like you said, really, you know, they have a nose for the ball and they can jump routes, but short, short passes into the flat. Oh man, I bet that eats them alive if that's if that's what they try to do. So I I'm interested to see the play action game tonight, right? Yeah. Right. Like that's like gonna... focus on the run and and then see how many play action plays we can get. Those 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 routes to the tight ends uh or maybe yes, get some separation ends. with the with the receivers for a deep a deeper throw. Maybe not not a deep deep throw, but a deeper throw just just to to keep the run game honest. 
Yeah, and I'm excited to see the slant routes too. Uh, see how see the progression of that from last week. We saw that very oh, heavy. Those slant routes week. were killer against Utah the, State. The yeah. slant, the slant, and then fake, you know, fake in, go out for the fade like that. That yeah. As far as passing goes, I'm, that's what I'm excited about. Um, Shadron State is in Nebraska, uh, closer to Rapid City, uh, Casper, and Cheyenne than it is to Lincoln and Omaha. Thank you for geography, Chaffee. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I just, you start wondering, like, where are the, you know, it's not like Western Oregon where they tell us where it's at. <laughs> uh, so, guys, let's talk a little bit about, uh, like you said, um, we mentioned, uh, I'm going to, I'm going to skip here and I'm going to go straight to, to sophomore Tyrell Grayson. Um, he had 10 solo tackles in that game against Sac State, 14 total, so four assisted. Um, so that tells me, okay, they're getting the ball out in the secondary is the last line of defense. So I like that situation because you just got to make a miss once and then you're gone. Right. But he's also obviously a very, very good at wrapping guys up and bringing them down. Um, so how do you, how do you see his impact on the game? Because two weeks ago he had just one pick against Shadron state or sorry, one week ago. Uh, against Shadron State, no picks in the game against Sac State two weeks ago. Barron threw three against Utah State last week. Are you nervous or do you think that the offense continues to improve on the turnover margin? Because Jay Hill called it out specifically in talking to the media this week. So he had, um, pardon me, I'm in the wrong the wrong screen here. Uh, he had 10 tackles against Sacramento. Um, what that tells me is he's a ball hawk, right? Um, he's the guy that, and he he's playing uh, center field. He's the guy that's that's playing all over the place and, and getting to wherever the ball is. Um, he only had two tackles against Shadron, right? So for whatever reason, um, that production went down, but, but he's, he's their guy. He's their guy in the middle. He's playing the, 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 the Brian your locker role where just every, it seems like every play that guy's making the tackle or, or in the mix. And so I, I think as a game planner, you're trying to scheme. You, you just got to know if you're Bronson Barron, you've got to know where he is at all times. That's, that's where it is. And I'm not saying we have to do throw away from him or, run plays against him, just be aware of where he is because he's going to be everywhere. Yeah. Like you said, I think he's center field is a good analogy. I think, I think he's obviously fast. He's a guy who gets to the ball quickly, brings guys down. Cause like 10 solo tackles folks, like he's the guy there bringing them down only four assisted. Like this guy has speed. And I think Sean's right. Chappie, what's your take on, on Tyrell? So another sophomore, you know, but pretty much anybody on this team that makes an impact is a sophomore. Uh, again, tells me that they're, at they're most, just right at most. Yes. Yeah. They've, they've just got a lot of young guys, um, got kids out of Fresno. Um, yeah, it, it, it's, am I worried? No, no. It, 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 this means they got, it means they have a guy on defense, which is great. Uh, you want to have a guy on defense. <laughs> they got one. They got one. Let's see. Uh, final question for you guys. Wildcats. I was able to find some lines on this one. Wildcats are favored by 30. How do you feel? Wildcats cover? I, I think we do. Our, our last, we, we've put up 41 and 44 the last two times we played them. 
Um, I, I think that's a realistic number. Again, um, the only thing that keeps us from hitting that 30 number, Colby, is if we're just so dominant and leading that they pull starters in the second half or the fourth Two quarter. Threes. Yeah. And you, and you put the twos and threes in. Um, I think that's the only thing that, that keeps us from that 30. Um, I, again, um, much like when we talk about the money games, you know, the two things we talk about when we play the money games is, is did the check clear and don't get hurt. Right. And if you win, that's a bonus. Um, as we did last week, we got paid 390 K to go up and whoop on, on the Aggies. Um, being two and to start the season since 2003. Yeah. So, so I think the goals are very similar for this game. Don't have any major injuries. Um, go out, run the offense, get the reps that you need. Um, but, but don't do anything that'll, that'll hurt you for the big sky conference play. Chappy, the Wildcats cover. What do you think? Uh, so I disagree here. I don't think they cover. I would take the bet. I would take the under. Um, not Chappie because I against the Wildcats. Just, just betting against the, the over. <laughs> not that I. Not that I don't think Weber wins the game and wins it handily. I just see it being a different type of game. I don't. I. That's. I don't. I don't see us. I don't see it being a track meet. I see it being a a ball control offense game, and scoring more than more than 30 scoring 30 points more than your opponent in that type of game just seems like a lot to me. So a lot of touchdowns, right? It's a lot of touchdowns. So, That's fair. It's a lot of touchdowns uh, to, 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 I mean, could they do it? Yeah. Uh, but I, I just don't think that's the type of game we're going to, my, my impression, especially heading into to our, our game next week against Davis, I, I think they are, the offense especially is just going to try to be, methodical just methodical and repetitious to to try to get it into guys heads that these are the plays that are going to bring them success throughout the season well and then that's really what my point was is don't do anything to hurt you against the big game next week right and but but by the same point don't look past utah tech because they've shown that they can throw the ball around they've shown that that if they get an opportunity they can make plays what we want to do is limit those and and don't 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 look past these guys as we're going to put up seventy on them because we've never put up seventy on them, right? We yeah. we need to pay attention, take care of business, but let's have this game be over in the first half. That would that would be my my dream scenario is put this so far out of reach that the game's over and out of doubt and by halftime, and then if they put some points up in the second half, yeah, who cares? Yeah, I think and, uh, and, and, 21 in the first quarter in their matchups. Yes. So, yeah, well, it, if you look at if you look at the box score of that game, it was 28 to three halfway through the second quarter. Like, the, yeah, the yeah. game was essentially then it turned into a little bit of a track. To me, that's how you want this to play out. I will say this, though. It sounds like we're speaking very poorly about Utah Tech. Utah Tech has we've said this before in other shows that we've done, but the city of St. George is an aggressive city and uh, Utah tech could and should be a very good FCS team going forward in the coming years. Once they get their, their feet underneath them, but SUU should be, I, I don't know what SUU is doing, why they would leave, leave the better conference and the better everything. Uh, they're going to be surpassed by, by Utah tech, the school formerly known as Dixie very, very soon. I'm I'm very excited for the upcoming playoff battle between Weber and Utah Tech that'll come in about six to seven years. 
Yeah. Um, if both schools continue on their current trajectory, that there's going to be a game in in Ogden or St. George, much like that nineteen or that 2017 game in in uh, Cedar City. Um, there, that that's coming, and I, I think I think this is going to be a great rivalry. I give credit for the Wildcats for for being willing to put put uh, the Trailblazers on the schedule. Um, I just don't think they're there yet. And no. and where both schools are at right now, Weber is top tier big sky. Utah Tech is maybe middle of the road wow. whack. And the is not that great. No. Um, and the, and the, the, the WAC's barely a conference at this point. <laughs> yeah. Right. The, look, the top team in the WAC would be middle of the road big sky at, at best. best. Yes. So, so I don't, it's not that I don't have confidence in what Utah Tech is doing. And I don't think they're, and I think they're growing. I think they're on the right trajectory for their program. It, it's that you're going up against a buzzsaw that has big sky conference title aspirations this year and a yeah. chip on their shoulder because they were picked fourth. And by the and way, I know you're about to say more, but Des I know Williams, we want more. He was but, very big. He was very big on the chip on the shoulder talk last week. Like you could tell that that is, yeah. that is, that is clearly a point that the team is taking to heart. The the team is saying they don't believe in us. Nobody respects us. We're we're, we've won four out of the fat last five big sky titles and you picked us fourth and we're better than that. And I think that's what they're out to prove this season. And, and it's the, the Herman Boone from remember the Titans leave no doubt. Leave no doubt. Remember that, SUU. Leave no doubt. Uh, one thing I'll say, and then we can wrap this up and move on to fly on sky, fly around the sky, is that Paul Peterson, the head coach at Dick, uh, not Dixie, Utah Tech. Ah, man, I got to put one in the jar. Uh, yeah. Um, Drink. Yeah. One thing I respect about him is, like you said, Sean, they are willingly choosing the buzzsaw, right? Like in their first two, if you count the spring, as uh, like two and a half seasons as a D one program, they are going up against some of the top FCS schools that they can get. They're scheduling, you know, Weber, they're scheduling North Dakota state. They're like, they're doing the stuff. Right. And so that's where I really respect him that like, they're saying, we're going to do our very best to see the best that this subdivision has to offer. And we're going to grow the program to expect those kinds of matchups. We're going to set the tone early. I was watching college game day earlier today and they're in Boone, North Carolina, talking about app state five-star culture is what they talk about in Boone. Right. I think that's what Paul Peterson is doing in St. George five-star culture that he's trying to set the expectation that we play at this level. Yes. We may not be winning right now, but we're still going to play at that level. And as the team progresses, they're going to be able to probably win at that level too. And I agree with you. Like, this is the old yeah. Pat Hill at Fresno State mentality. We'll play anyone, anywhere, anytime, and we may lose, but we're going to be better for it. And when we start winning those games, you're going to have to pay attention to us because that's it's that it's that we're going to steal, sharpen steel, right? And and we're going to go up and and we're going to be better because we're playing the top tier teams because that's what we want to be. Yeah. Uh, Jay Hill very specifically mentions. Often the the the, the play in North Dakota State um, game did the same very thing, right very very clearly mentions that that was a big deal for them. Uh, it was it was his it was the first home game in the Jay Hill era was was playing North Dakota State and and that's exactly what it was. He cites that often of we we saw the best we wanted to be the best we needed to play the best and you know that that was that was that was the first his first home game in his tenure and. Credit to Utah Tech for doing what they're doing. Yeah. 
Although they do have, they, they get to play Southern Utah twice this year. They they get like yeah, they, get the, they get a, they get a series against Southern Utah. That's wow. <sighs> you're you're obsessed with the Dirty Birds, man. We're done. They're dirty. Well, I'm why, I'm, why I'm more I'm more excited. That. I'm more excited that when Weber is playing Dixie in that 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 future playoff game, chuck, chuck one up to the uh, swear jar. <laughs> it, oh, thank you. <laughs> Dang it. It'll be it'll be the same. It'll be the same year that like Southern Utah announces somehow that they're dropping football. I think that's kind of the, the, the divergent paths that we're on here. Wow. Um, I I will say, Sean, I look forward to the day when the Wildcats face the birds again, because, oh, man, I love beating those guys. <laughs> So let's take a fly around the sky, guys. Uh, Got some lines for you. Got some big sky matchups. First out of the gate, Montana State uh, plus 15 against Oregon. So Montana State, the Bobcats are dogs, 15-point dogs against the Beavers. Oregon State, sorry, because BYU is in in Eugene. Um, What do you guys think about this one? Montana State, I think, has not been challenged thus far this season. This is their first, like, real game. And it's an FBS opponent. It's a Power 5 opponent. 15-point dogs. Who are you picking? I would I would be very excited about this game. Um, Montana State is banged up. Like they they, they 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 may not recover this year because of the way they're they're banged up. So especially the running kinda, back room, man. Oh my goodness, yeah. which is their strength. Yeah, they're yes, they're 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 in trouble in, in ways. So um, you know, Oregon State's going to win this game. I I, I would be very excited cover? to see this. Yes, I, I would be very excited to see this happen um if montana state were at, at a completely healthy level but they're not last year's montana state team yes. i'd be very excited to see this exactly right. I, I agree i agree with the two of you uh oregon state covers easy this may be close to the first half uh the depth of the fbs and the power five is gonna is gonna rule the day here um at montana state good good for them go get your paycheck don't get hurt um we'll see you in october yeah don't get hurt because yeah they've had some they've had some struggles uh, next up, Montana, 24-point favorites at Indiana State. They're going to Terre Haute. Um, what do you guys think? Terre Haute, uh, Indiana State has not been good. Sycamore's struggling a little bit. But do, the, but do the Grizz cover, I think, is the question here. I, I think Montana thought they were scheduling the Hoosiers and, and, <laughs> well, <laughs> and call, called the out. wrong phone number. <laughs> if they were playing the Hoosiers, I might say, hey, that, that might be a game to check out on B1G. Um, yeah. I think Montana State covers this pretty easily. Indiana State's not very good. I mean, Idaho Idaho did some stuff against you know the Hoosiers last weekend. So, uh, I mean, but, but this is not the Hoosiers. This is the Sycamores. Yeah. <laughs> this, is, this, is the, this is the Larry Bird fame school. Yep. It's not yep. 1979. Montana, Montana's going to win and win going away. But do they cover? Yes. Yes, they will cover. John, do they cover? The Grizz cover? Yeah, sure, sure. Okay. Grizz cover Terre Haute. The, uh, the, the Grizz have it rolling, man. I, the, I, none of us, none, none of us in this show ever want to give Montana credit for anything. But they're they're, they're playing some good football to start the season. They are playing some good football. However, I feel like they're in the same boat as Montana State. They have not yet been truly challenged. We will Fair. see. Um, next up, Cal Poly taking the trip to South Dakota. South Dakota, are they a big sky team at this point? Like, my goodness. <laughs> like, what was this, their, third, their third big sky team? Cal this, Poly is like, this is like BYU in the Pac-12 last year. I guess. <laughs> Unofficial right? champions. Yeah, right? I mean, they're they're all in on the, on the, on the Valley Big Sky uh, Challenge yeah. this year. So, South Dakota, Cal Poly, 21-point dogs to the Coyotes. Um, I'm trying to remember. That, that's a, that's a, that's a crappy million, road right? trip. I don't 
I don't care where you where you're coming from. That that is a crappy road trip, and for that reason, that you're getting 14 points off the top for that. Um, Cal Poly is good, but I think South Dakota wins just because of the road trip and how hard it is to get there from California. And just the the mental anguish of going from you know from San Luis Obispo yeah, from slow, slow to, to, to 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 wherever South Dakota's at Vermilion, I believe. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, That's um, log. Uh, I will say this. Uh, credit to Polly. Uh, Polly won a game last week. They, did. they beat sent, they beat the Toreros. Uh, that's that's good. That means that Bo Baldwin may be turning things there. But mm, South South Dakota is better than 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 San Diego. Uh, they're going to win, and I'll say they'll cover too. Yotes cover. Sean, do you agree? Yotes cover. I, I'm going to give him a 14. I, if it were 14, I'd say yes. 21, I think, is a bridge too far. I think Cal Poly covers the plus 21. So I'm of the same mind. I don't, from what I've seen from the Yotes this season, I am not super impressed. I think they win. I don't know that they cover 21. We'll see. Uh, next up, uh, big game up in uh, up in Moscow. Uh, sellout crowd from what I hear at the Kid Dome. Drake taking on the Vandals. This is their home opener. Vandals favored by 28.5. Uh, guys, do the Vandals cover? It's a sellout crowd. I, I don't think they. I, I don't know. I don't know that they're going to cover twenty eight. Twenty eight is a lot of points. I I, bad, I, I, I look. I think Idaho is going to roll in this game. I think the excitement up in the Kibbe Dome is palpable. I, I. That's a great atmosphere when when that place is rocking. There, there's no better be environment in the Big Sky. Um, I, I love my friends from Idaho. Uh, I'm a quasi legacy my grandfather my maternal grandfather was idaho vandal so i've always had a soft spot for them uh, but i uh i i 28 again is just like we're talking about 30 with weber state i think 28's a, a bridge too far um give me give me the hook but i'm going to take drake and the points i think idaho wins by 22 okay chappy what about you idaho cover uh no uh but <laughs> credit to coach Eck. Credit to Coach, you know, Coach Eck for what, what he's done up there. I mean, this is less than a year, and they've shown well in their two FBS games. Uh, people are excited about Idaho football. Like, th- that fan base has been waiting for this for uh, for quite a while. <laughs> Good for them. If I had a hot take on this, Chappie, look at what I, the, the commitment and what Idaho is doing as an athletics administration versus what Weber State has been doing as an athletics administration. I'm I'm I'd be very happy if I were a vandal right now with the yeah, commitment and well, there, right? There, there's a lot of energy, a lot of good things going on. They are making things exciting. I know that the markets are different, right? I you're up on the Palouse, you've got Washington State that's doing their own thing. You're kind of your own, but but Idaho State probably has the most exciting athletics department and feel and what they're doing Bengals. than anybody in the not the bang. Oh, 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. I know. Ooh. I know. Ooh, that, that's bitter. That's double swear jar. All right, he goes double in the jar, swear yeah. jar. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Double swear jar. But what Idaho's doing is probably the most exciting athletics department in the Big Sky right now. Just to for for comparison's sake, uh, Drake lost week one to North Dakota State, fifty six to fourteen. Fourteen. Yep. Uh, week two, they lost to uh, they lost in overtime S&T. to Missouri S and T Science and Technology. That's a thing. Okay. Okay. So yes, Idaho covers. Idaho covers. I'm changing my changing my Idaho covers today. All right. Wow, that's bad. I think Idaho covers, and here's why. I was impressed with the Wazoo game. I was impressed with the Indiana game. I think that the defense is going to be good. 
And I think that obviously we know that Coach Eck, he, he can he he can do wonders with an offense. With this Kibby Kibby Dome crowd, the home opener, the energy around this program, I think 28.5 is not a bridge too far. I think they cover. It. And I also agree with you, Sean, that Idaho is reestablishing themselves as a perennial top four big sky yes. team and re- reigniting all of the old rivalries, which is great for the conference, man. Love to see it. I, well, I, Idaho in every sport is going to be a force to be reckoned with in the big sky. Their commitment is they want to be at the top of the sky, not the bottom. And with the, the resources and what they're putting into it, I don't think it'll be too long before they're challenging Weber's and Montana's for, for, for pr- supremacy. Yep. Uh, next up, we will talk about Idaho state. So central Arkansas taking the trip to Pocatello. Um, the Bengals are seven point dogs on their own field. Um, what do you guys think? I, I can never bet for Idaho state. So I'm taking central Arkansas. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Central Arkansas uh, played, played Missouri state close. Uh, got killed by Ole Miss. That's a good team. Yeah. That's a team that beat UT Martin on in prime time. I mean, Shelly, Threw it all over. Former former Utah Utah State quarterback Jason Shelley that somehow didn't end up in Ogden and ended up in Missouri State and is killing it. But uh, yeah, Central Arkansas is going to win that and they will cover. But hey, the lines are getting closer for Idaho State. It's not like they're not like they're twenty (laughs) twenty point dogs. That's that's something, isn't it? Yeah, that UNLV game was a low point, I think, for them though. Um, next up North Dakota. So another Missouri Valley football conference, big sky, uh, challenge game, North Dakota, the fighting Hawks taking the trip up to Flagstaff and the walk-up sky. I guess it has a new name guys. Did you see that? The walk-up sky dome has a name, a new name this year. They they have a corporate advertiser. Yeah, they do. Uh, I can't remember what it is, but, uh, Jack's are 4.5 dogs in their own, in their own, uh, building. I don't know, guys. What do you think here? I think this is a close game. I think this is a coin flip at the bottom. Um, I'm picking Northern Arizona. Mm. Wow. I uh, North Dakota beat Northern Iowa. Perennial top Perennial 10 for top no reason. 10. For no reason, Northern Iowa. So they beat them. That means that Northern Iowa somehow raised three points in the rankings by losing to North Dakota. I don't know. Um yeah, no, I Northern Arizona has been struggling this year. I, I see North Dakota winning. I will say Northern Arizona has surprised. Their defense has surprised this year. Um, what I'll say is this. I think the Fighting Hawks win. I don't think they cover. I think it is a close game. I'm with Sean. I think it's going to be a toss-up. So this will be an interesting one. Guys, th- this is all leading up to the melee in the mountains. Like I really think that the Weber State at Northern Arizona game at the end of the season is going to be big, man. That melee in the mountains game is going to be fun. It's going to be fun. It's, it's, it's going to be big because of our inability to, to, to do things in Flagstaff and, and hope, and, and hope that, uh, that our season doesn't like hinge on that game. Like that's, that's why it's going to be big. Yeah. Uh, really quickly, last three games, another, uh, Valley big sky, ch- uh, challenge Sac state taking the trip out to, uh, Northern Iowa. Um, Sac State 2.5 point dogs against the Panthers. Who do you like? Uh, I, I like Sac State in that game. Um, maybe Northern Iowa can prove why they are, you know, 
always perennially ranked for no reason, <laughs> but, but who knows? They, again, they, they will probably North Dakota beat them last week. Uh, SAC may beat them this week and they'll still be in the top 25. So it doesn't matter. Isn't, isn't the old adage you get three points just for playing at home. And so if, if SAC is, is a two and a half point dog, that's more of a pick em for me. Um, I'm going to, I'm going to say, um, you know, basically what I'm saying is, is, is Northern Idaho, Northern Iowa should be plus three or minus three. They're only minus two and a half. So you, it says something about them. them. Sack sacks tough. um, uh, On the road. That's the point I want to make. Sack on the road. But it's on the road. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to take sack big sky for life. I'm going to say this is, this is the game of the week though in the conference. I mean, this is, yeah, this This is is a a good, this is a good one. It's a good test for SAC to see if they are tough and, and if they are the two-time back-to-back defending Big Sky champs air somehow. Quotes, back-to-back air quotes. They get, they, get, they, get to, they do get to earn their money a little bit today with that title. Yeah, we'll see. Um, I, I agree with you all, though. I think SAC definitely covers. I think they probably win. Uh, last two games, Northern Colorado taking the trip down to Texas to play Lamar. Uh, Three-point dogs. Oh, man, this is not a bad game. I think this is, I mean, do you think it's a repeat of the Houston Baptist game, guys? Because Lamar's bad. They're a bad team. But, but so uh, is Northern Colorado. Northern Colorado, also a bad team. I think uh, our good friend Chris Ferry on Twitter said that this is Toilet Bowl 2, is what he's calling this one. It's not going to be a good the, game. The only oh. reason anybody's watching this game is because they are a degenerate gambler. I nobody, yeah. yeah <laughs> you got you got to be very degenerate to 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 look at this game. Uh, I'm taking Lamar at home. Wow, what is going on at Noco, man? It's so bad. Uh, yeah, I, I don't I don't care who wins this game. <laughs> you have nobody to does. pick. You have to pick. Oh my god, oh man! All right, well. I'm I'm picking Ed McCaffrey saying something stupid. Um, yeah, <laughs> man, definitely. Yeah. Let, let, let's just I, I I Northern Colorado is going to take their inspiration from their loss at from Houston Baptist and not repeat that mistake. So they're going to get the win here against the second or third worst team in in FCS football. Yeah, uh, I think here is the deciding factor. If the if the, the sermon kid plays at quarterback for them, they'll have a chance. If they insist on playing McCaffrey at quarterback, they will lose. So it depends on that. And what's the likelihood of that? <laughs> Which one is the coach's kid again? Yeah. So that's the thing, right? Because I, I can't remember. I think McCaffrey played a good chunk of the Wyoming game last week. Uh, just the sermon kid. Ed, I'm telling you, play the sermon kid. You will win games. So... Uh, last game, San Diego at, at Davis. Uh, I didn't have a line on this one. I think Davis wins, so it doesn't matter. Whatever. Yeah, it's going to be Davis. Da- da- Davis is going to win this one. Yeah. Easy. I'm interested to see the film on this just to see to prep for next week's game. But exactly. Davis Looking is going to win. Looking for, But yeah, uh, Davis is going to win. And so we'll see how San Diego fares because they have not been good. Uh, upcoming schedule, guys. Horse uh, versus Utah Tech at 6 p.m. tonight at Stewart Stadium. Get there all the way. By the way, guys, I should have mentioned this at the top. Women's volleyball playing at two o'clock in Club Swinson against Utah State. Okay, I, I mean, Sean, you were down in Orem this last week. Oh, beautiful match in Orem this last week. It was fantastic, and Kate Standiford with the with the the kill of the night, um, Professor. Yeah, she she just rocked it. Um, Danny uh, Richens playing. At, 
Yeah, I caught myself. Uh, Danny, oh, Danny I Richens a few times playing libero, um, doing a great job there. Um, and uh, uh, no, the the Wildcats they were they they got down two zero and uh, uh, just they went into that five minute uh, quote unquote halftime break, came back and it was it was just awesome. It was a different team. That that fifth set was was back and forth. Um, no, there, there was some great stuff and had a good co- chat with uh, Maya Larson afterwards. Uh, but just just good stuff from the Wildcats. Congratulations to them. I think they've got a good shot to to beat uh, the Aggies today. Yep, Utah State is good, so that's why we would love to see some folks out. Of course, if you need tickets, Weber State Weekly has two available. We've got two season tickets, so hit us up if you need tickets to get into Club Swenson today. Uh, two o'clock, see that match, then head over to the tailgate. Then head to the football game, man. It's a perfect day. Uh, next week, like Chappie mentioned, Wildcats taking the trip out to Davis to face UC Davis. Uh, 8 p.m. Mountain Standard Time. That game will be on ESPN+. Plus. Then uh, by week, then Saturday, October 8th, Eastern Washington comes to Utah. Uh, it comes to Ogden for the homecoming game. Uh, so it's the homecoming game, guys. Show up. That's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, tickets at WeaverStateSports.com or if you're me, you're going to watch it on ESPN+, Plus, which makes me sad because I love homecoming so much. Then finally, Saturday, October 15th at Portland State, revenge game, 3 p.m. Mountain Standard Time, ESPN+. Plus. Uh, I got some tips from uh, somebody who's in the know, and they said, man, that secondary at Portland State. Pretty good. We'll see. Can I just commiserate with you for a second, Colby, before we wrap up that uh, um, why, why, why Tony Parks, who has been broadcasting the ESPN Plus games for Weber State all season, doing a great job at it. Love Tony. Why is he all of a sudden delegated to sideline duty for tonight's game just because it's on KJS? That makes no sense to me. Um, Get it together, Weber State. Uh, Keep your guy. Don't. Don't relegate him for for somebody else, and that's all I'll say about that. But it means Tony it must have been be Jazz, Means it must have been Kjazz's decision because we were all of the opinion that the team that the crew for Western Oregon was who should be who was on color that who was on color that mat that game. Riley Jensen. Riley Jensen. That's yeah. to, that Tony and Riley team. should be ca- should be yes. calling this game on TV, and it's and it's a shame that 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 Tony doesn't get that opportunity tonight. I agree because I just don't feel like Dave and Alema have the same passion for the team. I, I wasn't going to name names. They're, they're professionals, but man, I, I, if I'm a fan, as a fan, I would prefer Tony. Are they Tony, though? Tony are they because? Me. Are they because? I'm not. I'm not watching a Weber State game to hear about how great Kyle Whittingham's doing, and I'm not. I'm not listening. I'm, I'm not listening. I'm not watching a Weber State game to hear how great and and hear. You know tales of of Kalani Sataki, and I'm not. I don't. I don't give a coming damn. From about, Chappie, guys, coming from uh, Chappie. I'm, I'm not well, watching. They the spend more time game. talking about their high school matchup games that they're going to yeah, be broadcasting in the future than anything. They talk about the game that's half the time. You don't even think they're watching the actual game no, that's going on in it's, front it's, of them. It's, it's because they're not. Like Tony and Riley are. When we talk about professionalism of calling a game. It's, it's it's about 20 to 30 times more professional and better than seasoned veterans that apparently we have in market that get to call on KJS. Hashtag free Tony. Oh man, we love him. Mm. Tony, we love you. All right, guys, we'll wrap up the show. Weber State Weekly, gmail.com. Email us, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, Patreon, and the blog, WeberStateWeekly.com. Appreciate you both. Um, so for a dub tonight, guys, get out there. Head over to Club Swenson at 2 o'clock. Go to the tailgate up by Stewart Stadium. And then go to the game at six. It's going to be awesome. We'll wrap it up like we always do. Weber State, Weber State. Great. 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 Go Wildcats. Oh.